are a uh, gentleman who spent uh, some of your formative years in, in and near the Alberta capital, and our guest here in Studio 99 grew up in Edmonton and got to live the dream for over a thousand NHL games on combining regular season and playoffs. He was living the dream for Landrex. For more information on their best-in-class neighborhoods, visit Landrex.com. Landrex, developing land, cultivating community. And it is a former Edmonton Oilers captain, Andrew Ference. Andrew, great to see you. Great to see you. Thanks for combining those. I, I, <laughs> we should all count playoffs. <laughs> Could you imagine what Chelios would be at, like, the playoffs? Well, then you get some of the old Oiler guys combine their playoffs, their regular season, their Canada Cups, their Olympics. Oh, yeah, that's now the next level. Yeah, and all of a sudden, ours look puny. Even with, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw my minors in there, too, just to make it just look better. Just you can yes. throw in all your pro games. You must yes. have had a lot of playoff games. Uh, yeah, I did. I only missed two years early in my career. Then yeah. after that, we never got to go to the finals very often, so I didn't have multiple rounds in my playoff years, but it was fun. Yeah. Now, what are you up to nowadays? Uh, so I'm uh, working for the NHL still. This is almost two years at the uh, league headquarters down in New York. So, uh, you know, our, our department's pr pretty brand new at the league. Uh, so I, I was a bit of a skunk works division, trying out new innovative things to, uh, A, bring people to hockey, but also keep people in the game. And so a lot of street hockey, helping out infrastructure-wise, uh, more so in the States than here. But uh, uh, also some programming uh, on ice with uh, USA Hockey, like developing really fun uh, programs that guys, you know, guys and girls can join and, um, you know, kind of to push it back against the really expensive, really, you know, seven days a week of a commitment to play hockey. We're, we're kind of going the opposite and supporting, you know, really fun house league, really fun, you know, three-on-three -three hockey. Um, so it's, it's an awesome job. I get to play and uh, play in that space. Well, you talk about that, how less competitive, more fun. I know that I've got friends who they're, they're, they have kids that were in swimming. But swimming was one of those things you had to be up every morning before school for two hours every day and just to be on a competitive swim team. And I always say, well, wouldn't it just be fun to go and swim and go in races without having to do the three hours or 10 hours or 20 hours a week training, but just go and swim and be in races. And that sounds like what you're trying to do with hockey where they, yep. you can have a competitive aspect but without the time commitment that more or less you see here nowadays with kids going six, seven days a week. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I relate it back to even my childhood. I, I you know, I grew up in, in Strathcona County and played every sport. And, I, and even when I went pro, I never stopped. Like, I still played a lot of tennis, and I'd come back in the summer and, you know, mountain bike a lot and uh, played rugby and, you know, lacrosse. And I did every sport under the sun uh, growing up because I had time. I wasn't on the ice seven days a week. You know, I, was, I had time to do all those other things. And the season, you know, didn't go 12 months a year. And so, you know, anecdotally, we know that that, that makes kids a lot more, you know, emotionally into hockey. Mm -hmm. They're excited to come back to hockey. They stay in hockey. They have more fun with it. Um, but even, like, injury-wise, you know, with single-sport athletes, you're seeing, you know, a lot of really bad injuries in young kids because of the repetitive nature of, of doing just the same sport over and over and over again. Uh, but beyond all that, like, it's fun. Yes. It's fun to play a lot of sports. Um, you know, we actually, we actually did a survey with all the current NHL players last year uh, just because we didn't want to be anecdotal all the time. Like, multi-sport's good, multi-sport's yep. good. So we, we surveyed every single NHL player, and it was in the high 90s of guys that were multi-sport athletes up until pre-late age and competitive. Uh, so you'd have the, the tennis hockey player or the soccer hockey player. 
And those are the guys that make the NHL. So even for the ones that want to make it to the elite level, they want athletes. You know, the, the people that are recruiting, they want athletes. They want people that are, are good at multiple sports. And, and those are you know, frankly, the ones that are making it. Well, there was a great article. Joe Montana was interviewed and asked, at what age did he have to decide that football was his sport? And he said he never had to decide. And if anyone had just told him in high school that you had to pick a sport, he would have picked basketball. Mm -hmm. He was a better basketball player. We never would have had one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. He didn't realize until college. No, wait a second. I'm actually really good at football. So (laughs) too many parents are making their kids decide at too young of age, and they're taking away the the opportunity for these kids to to play multiple sports and find out maybe maybe hockey isn't your favorite sport, or maybe lacrosse isn't, but you've got to give the kids an opportunity to try. Yeah, well, the the scary thing for us at the league, you know, when you you put the the lens on of the, the NHL, we're trying to develop fans. And, and you develop fans by creating really positive experiences with the sport. And if you have a negative experience as a kid, you know, and, and you're, you kind of despise the sport, say, at the age of 14 because it took away your childhood or you didn't make it or you got injured or whatever it is, there, you have a less chance of being a fan, you know, growing up, right? So that's, that's scary to us. So we're really trying to develop fans and give people a good experience with hockey. Andrew, I got to ask you about something here. Uh, Sidney Crosby had a fight tonight, his eighth career fight oh, in the NHL. Yes, his first ever was against you. Yeah, in, Dece- it in was December of just 2007. Vicious. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> so uh, I got lined up against Sid a lot, um, you know, over the especially early in his career, and, and uh, we had some good battles. You know, we had, we had uh, good teams in Boston, and uh, we we liked obviously the physical side of it, and. And I think he just, you know, had enough of it one night and kind of, you know, threw, we threw a couple punches at each other. Uh, funny enough, I actually bled from that fight because of my, my uh, helmet, you know, got cut up. So, um, so I was leaking after my fight with Sid, and, and I never heard the end of it. But uh, it, was, it was a pretty weak fight, actually. It lasted about all of two seconds, and then I think we just kind of tumbled around. So, uh, but uh, good trivial pursuit question maybe someday after he's retired. All right, and, you know, we got Joel Pearson tonight playing his first NHL game. Ethan Bear is uh, still a relative of the young defenseman. He was in the NHL briefly a couple of years ago. What would you say to young defensemen? I mean, the closer you play to your own net, the more your mistakes tend to stand out, right? So you must kind of feel for these guys being thrown into this situation. There's a, there's a kid on the Kings, 18 years old, making his NHL debut. It, it literally blows me away to see the young guys now. Like, I can't even relate to what their experience is because they're so much more prepared for coming into the NHL than I ever was. I was... I was petrified. I didn't want to touch the puck, uh, you know, and I was that was like my whole first year You know, you're just terrified to make a mistake the guys come in now So much better prepared, you know from their junior coaches from learning they're doing so much, you know better training in the summer There's more interaction with NHL guys at summer camps uh, And so it's it's different but the one thing is is that way you you know you, you approach your your chance you have such a limited you know, most guys do if you're not a first-round guy or whatever. You have such a limited opportunity to make a name for yourself and to create, you know, that first impression. And so the biggest mistake I see is is the tentativeness of, of a young player or, or a guy that might get that one or two chances to to play in the NHL and to make a name for himself, and, and they're tentative, and they play safe. Right. I, it, it's easy to say. It's really hard to do, but be bold. You oh. know, get stick your neck out there and 
go for it. And, and be who you are. You yeah. don't want to come in and get your one chance and change your game that day just you think, this is what I think they want to see. Oh, you got to be who you are because that's why they have you, because of who you are and what you've done. Yeah. And I think too many kids come in and they try to change that one night and they blow their opportunity because they tried to do something they weren't able to do. Yeah. Andrew, great to see you. Thanks yeah, for stopping well. by Studio 99. Glad you're doing well. Great work uh, with the NHL and, and uh, developing young hockey players and young hands. It's, it's great to see you. Oh, good to see you. Yeah, what was Wayne? Wayne was a good baseball player, wasn't he? He was a very good we'll baseball player. We'll have to ask player. him. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, got, uh, we got a young man by the name of Wayne Gretzky standing by. Yeah. He's going to slide in next.